It is easy for worship leaders to feel alone. There is tremendous pressure on us each week to perform, to lead, and to help direct an amazing experience of worship and connection to God. But it's so overwhelming. There's no place to go to talk through these unique challenges worship leaders face. Welcome to the table. Hey guys, welcome to the next episode of The Table. My name is Jason Squires and I am the host of this podcast. Um, and today, we're in December, we're, we're doing, we intentionally make these episodes a little shorter as you guys have a lot of stuff going on this month. And so we are, uh, we're, it's just a short one. This is a short one today. We're not going to be long. Uh, hang out with us. And I am joined by my good friend, Andrea Olson. Andrea, how's it going? It's going great. I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh, of course. Of course. How's how is December? I mean, you're in a colder state than I am in. Are you guys in this? Are you guys in snow yet? No, it's actually very strange because we don't have snow. And today, um, at the time of this recording, it's 50 degrees. Oh, that's like Which a is, heat wave. Yeah, it's super weird. We're not sure what to do, but I'm like, how about t-shirts outside? I don't know. This is weird. <laughs> <laughs> are you guys normally in snow at this point? Oh, absolutely. In snow. And I remember, I think it was two years ago, we had below zero in December, which is odd. That's not usually that cold, but I mean, it can be. So this is, we'll take it, but it's very strange. <laughs> yeah. It's it's coming though. The snow's yeah. coming. It's, oh, it is. You're not, you're not getting away from it. You're not getting away no. from it. Hey, tell us, tell us about you. I mean, you've been on our podcast before and, uh, but just kind of give everybody just a, a brief reminder of who you are and where you're coming from. Yeah, absolutely. Well, as you know, we just mentioned I'm from Minnesota and uh, married to my husband, Gabe. We have three girls and we're homeschool family, which we love. And I am a worship leader and songwriter. And I started an organization called Overflow Worship in 2014. And what we do is we serve and support worship leaders who are new or newly positioned in volunteer supported ministries. We just come alongside of you with uh, practical tools, resources that you need to thrive in the ministry that God's called you to. And we do that through our in-person events and through our membership site and through other various things like our like podcasts and just um, coaching and those kinds of things. So that's that's the 30 second rundown. Of oh, me. I love it. I love it. I am also a dad of three girls and homeschool family. So I I I had forgotten about that, that, that part of our stories that collide. I love yeah. it. I love it. Um, hey, so it's it's Christmas time. Like it's yeah. this is a this is a fun month for worship leaders. Yeah. Um, fun <laughs> little known Jason Squires fact: my first church I ever started working at as a worship leader, I started the first Sunday in December. Oh, that was, oh, they did that on purpose to correct. you. Correct. That was <laughs> not a good. I should have said hindsight should have been like, let's start January one. You know, I don't, yeah. I can't do December. So my very first Sunday as a worship leader on staff at a church. I'm walking into Christmas music rehearsal, introducing my, trying to get Christmas off the ground and it's happening wow. in three weeks. And so, yeah, it's Christmas. That was a, that was a fun, in the whole month, I'm like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> I don't yeah, want this. Like baptism by fire. Like, this can't just... be right. This can't be right. This is not what yeah. people do. This is not, this is not <laughs> what I signed up for. Yeah. Um, but so it's hard. You know, it's hard to finish the Christmas services like and go right into family time. I mean, yeah. we run and crazy times and you have rehearsals and extra services and 
you know, Christmas, we do church this year. Church is on, Christmas Eve is on Sunday. Last year, Christmas Day was on Sunday. Um, now, it's hard to roll right into family time. Can you kind of give us some ideas how to make that a smooth transition? Because if anybody's like me, I tend to have a lot of details still running in my head. And, yeah. um, and not to mention the sheer exhaustion that comes mm-hmm. after. I mean, just a Sunday morning. I'm tired after yeah. Sunday Sunday morning. And then we're going to be rolling into like, you do church and now it's all of a sudden family time and, you know, presence and, you know, people that you may only see once a year. And, um, and so talk us through that. How do you give us some ideas on how to step into that? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it is a challenge and it's a balance that, you know, there's a certain component where, um, you know, one thing might work for some that doesn't work for the other because it's nuanced, right? However, uh, I have learned along the way that some of the some of the uh, busyness and chaos of previous Decembers for me when I've been on staff in a church has been self-induced uh, because I, I've created it. I'm like, yeah, let's do this and let's do this and let's do this. And nobody actually asked me to or placed that on me. Yes, there's definitely the... Um, the components that don't go away, right? There's there's extra busy. But so the first thing I would say is just, you know, as you're planning and prepping and even mentally thinking through what is coming, make sure that you think through anything that you could potentially say no to, right? Like, is there anything that doesn't have to happen? Because you are one human being who has limits and capacities and a family and, you know, all of that. And so that's just one kind of precursor. And that maybe is something for you for next year, right? As you think about in October, when you're planning, like, hey, what can we do so that we don't exhaust me, but also the team, right? You're working with volunteers who have families and, and all that as well. So that's kind of a a, a first thing I just wanted to mention um, because something, the quote that comes to mind is that if we don't plan our, how we're going to spend our time, someone else will happily plan it for us. So true. You know? And so we have to be very intentional to think about what's going to be the best yes. And saying yes to something does mean saying no to something else. Um, But sometimes, at least for me, I think like, well, if we don't do this one thing, it's going to be a disaster. And then you sit back and it's like, you know what, actually, we would be fine without, you know, the, I don't know, carolers in the lobby. (laughs) I don't know, you know, whatever, some of those extra things that let's, let's ask ourselves the question, right? So that's kind of the precursor. But when it comes to jumping from the busy into family stuff, jumping from the busy into those, um, those moments that are supposed to be really special, right? They're supposed to be really meaningful. I would say, um, two really practical things. Um, number one is if you're like me and I know Jason, you kind of said the same thing. Um, the mind is racing and we kind of think through like, Oh, what did I just do? What did I just mess up? What did I, you know, like you kind of self berate a little bit, like, yeah. right. So just keep a, like a little notebook or keep notes on your phone or whatever. And when you walk off that stage, find yourself 60 seconds. If you can take five minutes, great. But whatever you got, give and just brain dump. Just like all of the things, like write it out, type it out, speak it out. If you're like, I hate writing. Okay. Voice memo, right? Like just brain dump, like all of the things that you want to just leave 
there, right? Because it's like, then you won't forget about it. You can go yeah. back and listen to it, or you can even just have it be a prayer. And it's like, okay, God, I actually feel like that went really great. And I'm just really grateful. And, you know, I've got a ton to tear down and I've got a big week next week, resetting the stage. And I just don't want to think about that. And so it's like verbalizing and just kind of brain dumping it and leaving it and literally putting it aside. Sometimes that physical action really helps. And um, the other thing is there is an app called Pause. It's put out by John Eldridge based around his books, um, Resilient and Get Your Life Back, which by the way, oh my goodness, like fantastic books. But I won't get into that now. But he put (laughs) an app out and basically what it is, is one, three, five, and 10 minute pause, like meditations around scripture that he he just speaks into it and you just sit and listen. <laughs> and the, the phrase that he uses over and over and over again is I give everything and everyone to you, Jesus. And it's like this moment of reset. So, hey, if you're in the car or you take that 60 seconds afterwards, I mean, I have 60 seconds, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I do. And so hop off stage and I'm like, you know what? I just need a minute. Put in your AirPods or whatever you got to do and just play that and give yourself some time to reset and breathe. And honestly, they seem simple, but they really are impactful in that mental reset um, so that you can hopefully step out of that role (laughs) of worship pastor and kind of step into the role of being with your family. So good. So good. I love the idea to just walk off stage, brain dump. And I talk a lot about creativity on this podcast and one of the things that I regularly reference is a full brain actually is debilitating. And yeah. um, mm-hmm. you, like, you come off and of a season and like, I have so many things, especially on creatives, you have so many ideas in your brain that you actually can accomplish nothing because it just kind of gets to that point where I, I, I even, I refer to it as the creative's depression where it's like, I'm mm-hmm. so, I have so many things going on right now. I can't even take a step forward. And um, I carry around, I actually carry around in my backpack, a, uh, not a non-lined notebook. So it's mm. just blank pages. Yeah. And, um, I regularly like at a coffee shop or in the car or wherever I'm at, we'll pull it out and, um, just kind of get things out of my head and, um, put it onto that so that when I come back to it later, um, and if I need to draw something out or I need to write something out or whatever, it's, it's in that kind of blank space. Yeah. Um, and that's, I love so I'm such a I'm such a such an advocate for brain dumps. Yeah. I love that. But yeah. pause this app app sounds like a fantastic. I've never I have not done this or heard of of, of yeah. I know who John Eldridge is, but I've yeah. not heard of his app though. That sounds sounds like a great resource. It is, and it's free too. So um even and, yeah, even better. It's totally free, and um he kind of gained like. It's gamified a little bit where if you like do a few of the one minute pauses, it unlocks the three minutes and then, it um, you know, so you kind of have to like work your way up to it. Um, and I was kind of motivated by that. Oddly, yeah. like, I'm gonna see what the 10 minute ones I'm are. I'm not competitive, but I am competitive yeah, right now. I am I feel. right now with myself. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think, you know, something else for us to consider is that. There's also with the Christmas season, there's a lot of expectation placed on us as the worship leader or the pastors because people have high expectations for Christmas. And it's, I mean, right, wrong, or otherwise, I guess you could go either way, but it's just a reality. And so there's often more negativity around 
the Christmas season because, you know, people think like, oh, we always sing this one song and it's so special. We always do Silent Night with candles, you know, and it's like, I don't know if they're going to do that at my church this year because last year I feel like someone almost burned the church down. You know, it's like, well, should we fake ones? Maybe. I don't know. Battery, hold your phone light up. I mean, is like, that is we, a... Yeah. Um, yeah. We don't need hair like ignited. Mm-mm. That's let's Mm-mm. not do that. But um, there's, there's, there can be, it's, I know it's well-meaning, but it's like people will bring their disappointments, right? Like oh, I was disappointed that yeah. you didn't do. And then like, we take that on as like, oh, oh, I feel bad now. Or it's just kind of hurtful. Like, well, but I worked so hard. Yeah. <laughs> I try to bring this meaningful experience for the people of the church body. And so being able to take that brain dump or take that pause and just give that to the Lord and say like, Hey, I know that this was pleasing to you. Like I did it for you. I feel bad about this, but I don't want this to taint or overtake my, um, the the way that I am now with my family, right? Like, I don't want to be irritated. I don't want to be kind of like in a slump because I'm bummed. And we as creatives, right? Like we can be a little bit up and down sometimes yeah. because it's it's coming from within us, right? The the art that we create. So uh, that is something to to keep in mind. And I think it's been helpful for me. I always love, I mean, the Christmas season, you just, there's everybody, like you said, everybody has this like vision as to what it's going to look like. Um, but the funny thing is, is when you walk into a room as a worship leader, you walk into like the Christmas Eve service, not many people in the room have given it one thought until they walk in the room. Totally. Like they're not like, they're not like on like months earlier going, I wonder what songs we're going to do on Christmas Eve. I wonder how right. we're going to frame the, you know, they walk in and then they just go, oh, it wasn't what I thought. And you're like, you haven't been thinking about it for the last several months, yeah. you know, yeah, um, totally. getting into that space. But and then you don't get to do it again for another year. You have another yeah. year until we have to do this again. But mm-hmm. but man, that's that's yeah, it's so good. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, my other question kind of balances off the last one is um, with all the extra in in the season, like b- b- between now, there's I mean, there's I, I know my family, we, we they're just there tends to be like extra events that are in in the month of December. You want to go to the, the your city's tree lighting or you want to get in the car and go look at Christmas lights as a family. You want to go there's just parties and you know stuff like that, but on top of extra rehearsals and stuff like that. Um you mentioned earlier, I mean one thing is just making sure you say no to things that you don't have to do. But mm-hmm. what are some ways um kind of give us some ideas as you balance Christmas and and family time um mm-hmm. in this month. Like, what are some strategies that maybe you've used or you recommend um, applying? Yeah, absolutely. I think the first thing is it's really important for us to be open and honest with ourselves and with our families about what is ahead, right? Like in, you know, I know that December, we're already well into it. Here we are on the 7th of this, at the time of this recording, but you still have time to sit down with your family and say, you know, hey, this is what December is going to look like. There's extra. This is kind of like a marathon month for me because of the church ministry that God has called us to. And then on top of, you know, all of that, whether it's school programs or whatever. And so just kind of gathering everyone on the same page and having that that same ex, that same um, managed expectation of like, you know, we aren't going to do extra 
X this month because, you know, for example, like maybe uh, you have X, you do date nights every Thursday or you take your kids out for, you know, extra things on certain evenings every week. But it's like, hey, let's figure out how to protect our family time. But maybe we can... um move that around, you know, to, like move yeah. that around and do it, you know, in this way, like we're going to go for coffee in the morning or, you know, whatever. Yeah, exactly. Because, right. Like you kind of have to do um, some juggling, but I think just the biggest thing is getting everybody on the same page. So it's like, Hey, this is going to be busy and it's okay. Right. And we're going to do our best though in it to make sure that, you know, you aren't completely neglected as you know, as my family and my children. So that's kind of the first thing is just gathering together and having that open conversation. And then for me, it's also like coming to my husband and being like, Hey, um, let's take a look at this together. Help me see the blind spots. Like, what am I not seeing that maybe I've overcommitted myself to, or maybe is unnecessary or whatever, just getting that outside perspective because he hasn't been in all the planning meetings. Right. right. And so there's some things that can't be changed, but they, there, there are some things that can be. Um, and so getting that outside perspective and then being in humility, like, Oh yeah, I guess, you know what, maybe I shouldn't host the women's Bible study, Christmas party, you know, like maybe I should ask if we could have it at the church, right? Like just being open and honest with some of those things, because there's so much that you can't change. Yeah. If, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's like exactly. you, you got to do this and this and the rehearsal and the whatever. Um, but there are some things that maybe you could. So that's kind of the the first component is that open honesty and the, the humility um, to have some outside eyes on it and being willing to make those pivots if needed. Um, but then the the other thing is really tied back into what I was talking about before is making sure that you're taking time for yourself. Like, ground yourself in the morning. Like, even if that means that you got to get up 15 minutes earlier or whatever the case may be, like ground yourself in the morning, in the word, in worship, in a pause, in what journal, whatever you need to do um, so that you've given yourself that space to just kind of be like all laid out bare before the Lord, because you have to be pretty put together and focused and, you know, precise in this month otherwise. And I just think that mixed with, and this is real practical, like guys get some sleep, seriously. <laughs> like I am, I am the worst right at being like, well, I'll be fine. I can stay up till midnight and get this done and wake up at six and I will function. Sure. I will function. Right. But you want to know who notices my family? They're like, exactly. mom's edgy. I'm like, no, no, I'm fine. They're like, no, no, you're edgy. And it's because I didn't take care of myself and I didn't get yeah. sleep. So, I mean, yeah, you can't control some of it, but some of it you can. So as much as you can be like, hey guys, I'm sorry, I gotta go. I gotta get to sleep. Yeah. And I promise you that will have an impact. It'll snowball in a good way for you throughout the month. So those are just a few of the things that I've learned and some practical tools that I use. I love it so much. And I think... When you said speaking out your expectations and speaking out what you what what you're doing, talking it through, being open about it, there's a lot of drama that exists when you don't do those things. Yeah. And as soon as you say it, the people in your circle are going to go, "Of course, like of course, like they they like there's no there, nobody misunderstands or is not thinking something or 
Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so good. Yeah. Hey, as we as we wrap up today, um, I always end, I always end with a food question. So, in the Olson house in Christmas time, what is what's a meal that's like your favorite holiday food, or is something that like it says it's Christmas when this is when this food is made at your house? What does that look like? Yeah, I probably starts with the baking, right? Like the the treats. So for us. Christmas is uh, puppy chow. Oh, yes. And uh, peanut butter star cookies. They're like these little, you put like the um, chocolate star in the middle and smush it down. It's almost like a peanut butter cookie, but there's, it's, you roll it in sugar. And um, those two definitely say it's Christmas time um, in in the Olsen house for sure. Is that like a one-off bake or is it, are are those things being made for parties throughout December and they kind of just exist in your, you open up the cupboard and you can have some in December. Was that yeah. like a, is no, that like it's all? Just, it's usually a one-off, like we'll kind of stagger the baking. So yeah, like, yeah. We'll do, you know, those at the beginning of December and then now next we have to do sugar cookies, right? And you get like all the frosting and all the things and it's just a, a, a mess of sugar and frosting all over the place, which is just really fun memories for the girls. So um, I'm not one to bake them over and over again. It's yeah. like, once they're gone, like that's right. we, That's we right. had our fill. Are you, are you guys a gingerbread house family? You guys do gingerbread houses? We do. I haven't made the gingerbread myself yet. Oh yeah. Usually buy the kits, but um, yeah, that's been something that my kids have been asking about. Like, when are we going to do it? When are we going to do it? So that's for sure a tradition. My, my genius wife figured out that if we do the gingerbread house, it's actually a way to get rid of the Halloween candy that still exists from Halloween that is in our coverage. She's like, why don't we just use all of this candy that's in here? And I'm like, that's a great idea. So then, then we toss it at the end. Like there's, you know, (laughs) yes. well, and my girls want to use hot glue this year to like ensure, right. That like the walls stay up. Wow. So if you hot glue the candy on, then they won't eat it. Do you know that? That's true. That's good. So then you can just kind of not have the sh- the constant sugar rush of like walking by and breaking off a piece of their house and eating it. Right. Hot glue. That's intense. That's intense. I know. I was like, okay, let's go. We're let's, doing this. Let's I guess. do this thing. Yeah. <laughs> we just got our target, our target uh, gingerbread house kits. So we're, we're, it's on the docket for next week. So it'll be good. So. Yes. Yeah. Hey, Andrea, I appreciate you hanging out today. I appreciate you. Uh, constantly pouring into worship leaders and devoting your life to making sure that worship leaders, and I know that you love specifically working with young worship leaders and helping them just and young or new in the, in the, in the world of worship leading. And so, um, yeah, thanks so much for hanging out. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's an honor and I appreciate you and all that you're bringing to those in worship ministry. It's such a gift and so needed. I love it. I love it. Uh, we will see everybody here next week. <laughs>